0: Hello there everyone! If you're watching this video, then you are part of the TTOR army, an army that is building itself up one subscriber at a time. As you can see from the title and thumbnail of today's video, today we're going to be talking about the history of TTOR, my history, more specifically the history of me as a content creator, and why it is that everyone hates me. In particular, why people in both sides of the Young Earth Creationism versus Atheistic Evolution debate, why everyone involved in that debate on both sides, for the most part, hates me. Or at least is very upset and offended by the things I say and teach on my channel. The reason why I'm even doing this video is because I was inspired to do so by my content creator friend, Brett Keene. About six, going on seven months ago, Brett Keene put out this video titled Brett Keen: The History of Brett Keene and Why Atheists Wish I Was Dead. It is in this video, which is over an hour long, where Brett Keene basically gives his testimony on why he became an atheist in the first place, and how he became a YouTuber, and how he became a popular atheist YouTuber, and then his deconversion from atheism, and the horrible things it caused the atheist community to do to him in particular. As a retaliation for him daring to leave atheism behind. I found it to be a very interesting and inspirational video. Not because of the f- the latter part of the video where he talked about all the horrible things atheists did to him. Or just his general condemnation of atheism in general. But the idea of giving my fans a synopsis of my history on the internet. That actually was very appealing to me. Brett basically did it in this hour-long video, and I want to do the same thing. Now, naturally, I don't have as cool and interesting of a backstory as Brett Keen does, but I'll do my best to entertain you with my story. And when talking about the story, the history of TTOR, the content creator, well, it's been quite a ride. The beginning for me would be the 2011-2012 school year when I was a student at Linfield College. What happened at the time was that I was taking an intro to philosophy class. At least it was a class like that. I don't remember if that was the exact name or not. So naturally, at this time, I was 21, 22 years old, and basically I went through this class and I was given an introduction to various worldviews, so like various forms of secular atheism and Hinduism and Islam and feminism, and basically I was given an introduction to every worldview except my own, which was the biblical worldview. And as I was going through the class, I actually had a lot of nights where it was really hard to get to sleep, and I'd end up laying awake in my bed for hours because I was dealing with all these worldviews that were opposed to mine, and I knew they were wrong deep down in my heart, but because I was ignorant about what the Bible said, and I didn't know how to intellectually defend the biblical worldview at that point, it was causing me some anxiety, Not that I might be wrong, but I didn't like the fact that I was ignorant. And so naturally this caused me a lot of nights where it was hard to get to sleep, and somehow I made it through all my classes and got passing grades or better, and, you know, life went on. But at that time, I decided I was tired of being ignorant. And so after that class was over, or towards the end of that class, which would have been in early 2012, I decided to start reading up on the biblical worldview and how to defend it. In other words, I started my journey into Christian apologetics, which started out with reading books and reading articles on the internet and watching videos on YouTube back when YouTube was in its pre-censorship era and it was still a free platform where people could say and do whatever they wanted as long as it was legally protected by the First Amendment, and back when a lot of Christian content creators hadn't figured out that apologetics was something you could get popular doing back in the day. So I started consuming that material just so that I could learn how to intellectually defend the biblical worldview. Now at the time, I had old earth creationism beliefs, or at least I leaned towards that. My memory of back then is a little hard to remember because the last 12 years have been very busy for a variety of reasons but after I went through that process for a couple of years I decided in uh was it I think September of 2013 after spending a couple of years soaking up apologetics materials and realizing that you know I have some insight into the materials I'm consuming that I would love to put out there on the internet and If it helps even one person, it would be worth it. So in the fall of 2013, I think it was September of 2013, I started TTOR as a blog on blogspot.com. And for a couple of years, the way it would work is that I'd write one or two articles a month dealing with biblical topics, apologetics topics, or... uh, stuff going on in the world as far as uh, issues and current events and whatnot. And so I do like one to two articles a month on my blog while I continued what would be the early years of my 11-year caregiving career. And so my days consisted mostly of being a caregiver and uh playing a lot of video games, especially like Halo 4, because this was what was the popular online multiplayer game back then. So I played a lot of that with my friends. My friends and I played a lot of NBA 2K13 on the Xbox 360. And aside from all the video games and aside from my full-time job, I would find time here and there to put together one or two articles a month and then maybe there was a month or two where I put out three or four articles I don't remember exactly but I was uh, a apologist on the side it was not my highest priority but then in January of 2015 after I had spent a little over a year being a blogger strictly a blogger and not really using social media at all I decided you know what I got the technical abilities to create YouTube videos now. I should start making video blogs where I talk about the stuff that I write about. And so from January of 2015 all the way up through I think the end of 2016 or early 2017, I decided to start making videos. And so I still would put out one or two written blog articles a month. But then I would also put out, I think, one or two videos a month, maybe two or three videos a month, depending upon the month we're talking about. And let's just say that back in 2015, the videos I put out were of very low quality in terms of the technical side of things. It was basically me putting a camcorder on a tripod and pointing it at me and speaking. And I didn't have any microphones plugged into it, so... I was using the default mic I was built into the camcorder, which of course picks up every sound in the room and beyond. So obviously the audio quality of my videos back then was pretty low, and the visual quality was not the best, but the information I was putting out was pretty good at the time. I've changed on a couple of little things since then, but I was still putting out good material some of which i still hold to today as far as what i taught in those videos or said in those videos so this continued on for a while and i was putting out content dealing with apologetics topics primarily atheism versus young earth creationism and then in 2016 i decided to start dealing with old earth creationism in particular because what happened was that i was an old earth creationist all the way up until I saw the Bill Nye-Ken Ham debate in the summer, or not the summer, but like the earlier part of 2014 in the Creation Museum where they had a CNN anchor as a moderator, I believe. And I watched that debate and I realized at the time, you know, I really should investigate Younger of Creationism more seriously Prior to seeing this debate, I was an old Earth creationist, and my written blog posts were kind of written from that perspective, even though I didn't really deal with origins at all at the time. And at the time, I viewed young Earth creationists as people who were misguided, that they didn't realize that it was possible to interpret the Bible in a way where billions of years fit in without contradicting what was written. But it was this Bill Nye-Ken Ham debate in 2014 that opened my eyes to the fact that, you know, I should actually study the Bible because prior to this, I haven't actually studied the Bible. I just took my old Earth creationist apologist's word for it in terms of the content I was consuming on the internet. They made a bunch of arguments about why young Earth creationism wasn't or couldn't be true. And basically it just boiled down to that young Earth creationists were just a bunch of dumb hillbillies who don't understand hermeneutics, or language, or writing styles, or genres, or anything of that nature. And so I kind of just took their word for it and didn't really look at the Young Earth creationism side of things. But after seeing this Bill and I can Ham debate, I decided to investigate the Young Earth creation side of things. And I discovered multiple things. One, I discovered that Young Earth creationists actually did understand hermeneutics, and language, and genres of writing, and how, and rules of interpretation, they understood the rules of all of those things in exactly the same way that old earth creationists were teaching. The difference I found between the two is that the young earth creationists were far more consistent in applying those rules and holding to them than old earth creationists are when it comes to the Bible. The other thing I discovered is that the Bible actually does teach a 6,000-year-old earth and universe when read in a straightforward and contextual manner and you don't reinterpret it in light of anyone or anything else. The Answers in Genesis website provide a lot of the biblical arguments that I've been using for years, but I didn't just accept their word for it. I went to the passages that they quoted I checked the context around the passage to make sure that they weren't taking the passage out of context and twisting and manipulating it into supporting their position. And what I found is that when I examined the arguments from Scripture that they made and I realized that they were not taking Scriptures out of context to make their points, I realized that, oh my gosh, these guys have the biblical position on origins. And something you should know about me guys is that my entire life as a bible-believing christian i have always viewed the bible as my ultimate authority i've been swayed and i've been influenced by teachers of various kinds but the bible has always been my ultimate authority if you could prove that the bible teaches a particular teaching or theology and it was clear from a study of that bible that the context of the scriptures they quoted to support their position actually supported their position i've always been the kind of person who will adhere to that position if it can be biblically supported so naturally i found young earth creationism was biblically accurate the bible clearly so clearly. As a matter of fact, the Bible teaching a six thousand year old Earth and universe is taught just as clearly as the deity of Jesus. That's how clearly the Bible teaches a six thousand year old Earth and universe. And so because it was proven to me that it taught that and my own study into what I was told bore that out, I switched from being an old Earth Creationist to a young Earth Creationist in I think October or early November of 2014. And so by the time I started making YouTube videos in 2015, I was a young Earth creationist. Because of this, there's a lot of you people following me who think I've always been a young Earth creationist or that I was never an old Earth creationist. It was just bad timing on your part as far as when you started following me. I actually was an old Earth creationist prior to joining YouTube. It just worked out that I became a young Earth creationist a couple months before I started making YouTube videos. If I had started making YouTube videos when I started blogging, I probably would have made a video or two uh, espousing old Earth creationism beliefs and a belief in deep time. I probably would have. But anyway, I'm getting off track and into the weeds here. So from 2015 all the way up through late 2016, I'm putting out an article or two per month. I'm putting out a couple videos a month. And, of course, because I was doing that, I was hardly growing at all on YouTube and hardly getting any views. And it was like, rah, I mean, I'm not in it for the views, but it would be nice if some people saw my stuff. And so then I realized, you know, I need to take this video thing a lot more seriously. And so I started putting out from... Uh, December of 2016 all the way through the next couple of years I started putting out like 10 videos a month and so that meant putting out two or three videos a week instead of two to three videos a month and I started working on improving the quality of my videos and I started to talk about uh, other topics and apologetics in more detail and I started responding to other apologists like older creationist apologists and evolutionists and atheists on the internet. And what I found over time, when I started doing that from, uh, let's see, how many subs did I have? I think I hit the 11 subscriber mark in like late May, early June of 2016 on my YouTube channel. And I think I've had like 16, 20 subscribers by December of 2016 maybe I had 25 I don't know but what I found at that point is that when I started putting out a lot more videos and I started sharing those videos across various Facebook groups because I was a Facebook user at the time what I found is that my videos went from getting almost no views to getting you know at least several dozen if not a couple hundred plus views and my subscriber count from uh, the summer of 2016 through the summer of 2018, like July of 2018, I went from like 25 subscribers all the way up to 500 and... I want to say 535 subscribers at the time, although it may have been a couple subs less, but I was well over 500 subs by the time I reached the summer of 2018. So my YouTube channel was growing, albeit slowly, and I was getting views on videos, and Things were going okay as far as YouTube went, but then in 2017, YouTube and other big tech platforms like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, etc. started censoring people who had wrong think in any way, mostly with politics though, but also overlaps with religious views. And I realized, great, just as I'm starting to grow on YouTube, YouTube's starting to censor people of wrong think. And it's usually conservatives and Christians and Trump supporters. And so at the time I realized, you know, I need to look into some YouTube alternatives just in case my channel gets taken down. And so I started, you know, using a Google search on the Internet to see what kind of YouTube alternatives exist out there. And during my searching, I came across two YouTube alternatives in the alt tech world. One was called PewTube, which would later shut down and reopen as NewTube. And the other was BitChute, which was a brand new site at the time. I discovered BitChute's existence in the fall of 2017, but they went online, I think, January 5th, 2017. So they weren't even a year old when I found BitChute, and not that many people were using it. Although, by the time I joined BitChute, some of the bigger creators in the news and politics space had joined the site and were starting to back up their videos there, like Sticks, Computing Forever, Mark Dice, etc. But the funny part is I didn't actually start using BitChute right away. I actually started using a site called VidMe that existed at the time, which was a great YouTube alternative when I first came across it. it had a decent user interface, and you, I think you could upload HD videos, although it was only like 720p I think at the time. And there was a thriving, active community on there, and I was enjoying myself on VidMe, and I thought, wow, this place has the potential to take off. Then, of course, they ended up shutting down their site by the end of that year, and so after I previously passed on BitChute and NewTube in favor of VidMe, I decided, you know what, I'm going to join both of those sites, and I'm going to start backing up my videos there, and so I did that, and... My BitChute channel went online in December of 2017, as well as my PewTube channel, and I got on Gab shortly after that, like a day or two later, and I also got on Mines, I think, like a month or two prior, which is another alt-tech social media site. And so then my ministry, my TTR ministry at that time, was primarily focused on doing videos, And I was also spreading myself out among big tech and alt tech sites. Of course, YouTube censorship continued to increase. So in the summer of 2018, I decided to leave YouTube. I believe it was like mid or late July. I decided to leave YouTube because I was tired of the censorship that was going on at the time, which has only gotten worse since. And I was tired of how YouTube was deliberately catering to legacy media corporations when it came to helping people to learn how to do better on YouTube. And they were deliberately giving the middle finger to YouTubers like content creators who got their start on YouTube and not on TV. I didn't like that at all. So at that point, I decided to leave YouTube in the summer, July of 2018. And I decided to be an alt tech exclusive guy as far as videos went. So over the next few years I was on BitChute, I was on PewTube until it shut down for a while. And then I ended up getting on just about every video site you could think of. I know I was on Brighteon at one point and I was on uh, I'm on YouTube and I'm on uh, I got onto NewTube after it reopened and rebranded from being PewTube. And I also got onto Odyssey at some point, and I eventually got onto Rumble. And then when I found out about Joshu TV, I got on that. And funny story about that: when I decided to go be an alt tech exclusive guy from 2018 through 2022, I uh, I met some really good friends of mine. I actually met Brett Keen on BitChute, of all places. Basically. Uh, Watched some of his bit shoot videos that he was doing at the time. And found him to be entertaining and informational. And, you know, he Brett Keen's an awesome guy. If you watch his content that he makes for offline purposes. And then up manually uploads to his channels. His videos that he does that way are fantastic. Most of the time. I should say, I would say all the time. But who knows. Maybe he put out some duds before I started following him. I don't know. But... Brett Keen's always put out banging content the whole time I've been following him. So naturally, I was subbed to his channel and started following him. And then I reached out to him via email because at the time I was watching him, he was making videos going after some of the same atheist YouTubers I was dealing with. Guys like Shannon Q and Paula Gia and Steve McRee and uh, Raging Atheist and a whole bunch of other people. So we had overlap as far as the people we were responding to. And of course, up until this point, I had made a name for myself on YouTube by going after atheist content creators like Professor Stick and Vice Rhino and Paula and the like. So naturally, Brett Keane and I had some common enemies, so to speak. And I reached out to him and eventually we started talking and then we started collaborating. And Brett, in the years since, has been a good friend to me as far as me as far as an internet friend can be because he lives in missouri i live in oregon so it's not like i can just go to his house or you know meet up with him in the community and have dinner or something brett as far as an internet friend can be has been a great friend and he has been very helpful in the development of my ttor videos technical side a lot of the improvements that have been made to my channel as far as the technical quality of my videos has been in large part to Brett Keane showing me how to use various softwares. He's been instrumental and invaluable in that regard. And then, of course, I met Seeking the Truth the same way. I met him on BitChute, primarily because of his video about his Joshu search engine. And we started talking after some time, and eventually I started using Joshu TV, his own video site, as one of the places I put my videos on. And so for several years I was growing on Bitshoot cuz Bitshoot really started taking off in 2019 through early 2021. It went from being a teeny tiny site to a site that had tens of million or at least 10 million registered users on the site and they had tens of millions of site visitors every month in terms of web traffic and they were just growing. And over time, a lot of the news and politics content creators got on BitChute and people who decided to make BitChute their primary site started growing too. I actually grew to the point where at one point in 2021, I was in the top 5% of creators on BitChute in terms of subscribers to my channel and total video views. If you go to my Bitshoot channel today and you take my total video views and divide it by the total number of videos I've uploaded to Bitshoot, you'll see that I get hundreds and hundreds of views on my Bitshoot videos on average. I became a big channel on Bitshoot because I kept committing to it and promoting that channel and sharing the links out to those videos. And before they reared their ugly heads, uh, the CEOs of BitChute and Gab used to promote my videos on the regular on Gab. So that helped my channel grow a lot, got a lot of views on my videos and brought subs to my channel. And so my Bitshoot channel from the summer of 2018 to, I believe, uh, early... Spring of 2021, I saw my channel go from having like 75 subscribers to getting over 2,000 subs. Like, this was an astronomical period of growth for me on BitChute, and that's because the site itself was growing. As long as the site itself was growing, and people were getting more popular, and new people were coming to BitChute every day. I had a chance to be seen by a whole bunch of new people as I put out videos on a regular basis. I mean, during this year of 2019 and parts of 2020, I actually started putting out even more videos than I was as a YouTuber. So I was putting out like 15 videos a month, I think, at one point. I was just a machine when it came to putting out videos. And then I was working as a caregiver all these years, too. But things started changing in the early part of 2021 when BitChute started censoring people at the behest of a group in the UK, Community Security Trust, which is a group of people that are of a particular nation that some people don't like us to talk about, (laughs) even though I don't see the problem. In the late part of 2020, when this whole moral panic we were going through at the time over the COOF started intensifying, that's when I noticed censorship starting to occur on the alt-tech platforms that had been growing over the previous few years. It was in 2020, though, where things started to change for the worse for alt-tech, especially for BitChute and Gab in terms of censorship and CEOs just going off the deep end. So, in late 2020, I think it was late September of 2020, my friend Brett Keene, who was on Gab at the time, actually got banned from Gab after he questioned why an article about a three-way gangbang was trending on Gab's dissenter uh, trends, even though it wasn't naturally trending and people were asking why it was even there in the first place because it had, like, no engagement at all on Dissenter. And so he gets banned from Gab as soon as he questions that. And then BitChute started censoring people in late 2020, early 2021, as far as censoring the search results of their search engines and censoring comments and censoring users by geo-blocking them in certain countries or outright banning them. And things changed for the worse. And I started exposing the BitChute and Gab censorship on a regular basis throughout 2021 and parts of 2022 and over time these growing alt tech sites like gab and BitChute started to shrink and it wasn't noticeable at first but over time in the case of bit in particular they started losing all of the monthly fan donations they had coming in and they started losing the web traffic So in early 2021, BitChute had $55,000 in fan donations coming in every month. That's how much people were set up to pay them every month in monthly fan donations. But then they started losing fan donations after me and Seeking the Truth started exposing their censorship. And BitChute also at the time had reached like 55 million site visitors in the month of, I think, March 2021. So from March of 2021, BitChute went from having 55 million site visitors to now they have barely over 16 million site visitors. They have literally killed their web traffic via censorship and not giving people the features they had been promising for years and still haven't to this day. Like HD video uploads, live streaming, uh, easy to use comment moderation systems. And public playlists and stuff like that. Although I think they have improved the comment system since then as far as your ability to moderate it. That's what started happening to BitChute. And now BitChute is a site that although they are not dead, they are definitely dying off. If they keep going the way they are, eventually no one's going to be using them and they're just going to die. Just the way it is. And the same thing with Gab. Gab, I'm not sure if they've been losing donations or not. It seems like they're always reaching their monthly fundraising goals. But in 2021, Gab had 50 million site visitors to their website, particularly because a lot of people went there after Donald Trump got banned from everything. So Gab had a lot of visitors that month. And over time, Gab has started losing web traffic to the point where in june of this year they were down to like eight and a half million site visitors that month they've just been steadily losing and losing and losing web traffic every month and that's because andrew torba has come out as a crazy wingnut a heretic and a cult leader as a matter of fact he teaches a different gospel and a different jesus than the jesus and gospel of the bible so i'm comfortable in saying that he's not a saved christian even though he professes Christ and claims to be a Christian. He is not orthodox, and he is not going to heaven if he dies as he is today. He is not going to spend eternity with God the Father when he continues to preach a different Jesus than the real Jesus and a different gospel than the actual gospel, which according to the Apostle Paul, anyone who does those two things is under God's curse. And so Andrew Torba is currently under God's curse according to the Apostle Paul. And that's why his website, Gab, is dying. Now, they're not as dead as some of the other social media sites in the alt-tech world. They get more traffic than Getter. They get more traffic than Brighton Social and Bastion and a slew of other alt-tech social media sites that exist. But they are losing ground to Truth Social, Truth Social side. Significant upkeep in traffic over the last couple of months to the point where they're right at Gab's level in terms of web traffic. Truth Social had 8.2 million site visits in June and Gab at 8.6 million. So if that trend continues, Truth Social will eventually pass Gab as the top social media site in the alt-tech world in terms of web traffic. So because the alt-tech sites started slowly dying off, when Brett Keen invited me to come back to YouTube in 2022 I think it was March of 2022 I decided hey why not I'll do it for fun for giggles I don't care if I grow or not because I'm on all these other video sharing sites sharing my videos getting decent views you know having decent subscriber counts considering how small some of the sites are and so the way I figured was I'm better at making videos now than I was back in my early years of YouTube so I could put out better quality videos and just see how they do. You know, if I grow like I did before or better, great, and if I don't grow at all, who cares, it's just for fun. I'm not hinging my livelihood as a content creator on YouTube. And so, yeah, I came back to YouTube and I've been here ever since, but I'm still on all the other alternatives, as you can see in the banner down below. But because of the alt-tech censorship that started to occur, I decided to get in on the alt-tech game myself. In December of 2021, I launched Creation Social, which is an open-source alt-tech alternative to Gab and Facebook, and I specifically made it in response to Gab censorship starting up back then. It's still up today, I still use it, and you're more than welcome to use it today. The URL is creation.social. Easy to find. I also decided in late May of last year to launch my own open source alt tech alternative to youtube called quarter quarter much like Joshua tv because it uses the same a video script has a lot of the features and functionality you would expect to see on youtube like hd video uploads including 4k capacity live streaming free restreaming easy to use comment moderation system public playlists etc but it also has features youtube doesn't have like free restreaming it also has quarter bucks which is an insight currency you can earn by getting views on your uploads and in turn you can use your quarter bucks to promote your individual videos or your entire channel on the front page of quarter and there's also video chat rooms which are much like the old google hangout rooms that youtube used to have where you can do video calling of your friends family followers coworkers, etc and you can also live stream those rooms to your channel. And I've been running Quarter ever since. Quarter is still online today, even though there's some maintenance on it, I still need to do as far as upgrading it goes. Same with Creation Social. But as you can see, I've come a long way from where I used to be. I'm not just a mere content creator anymore. I'm also somebody who produces social media sites. I have my own Facebook alternative that has over 800 registered users at this point. And I have my own YouTube alternative, which has over 100 registered users at this point. And hopefully I'll be able to grow it more in the future as censorship continues to get worse. So because I was spending so much time outside of work making content, I ended up being a caregiver for almost 11 years. From, I believe, August or September of 2012 all the way through May of this year, I was a caregiver working a full-time day job outside of content creation. But then a couple of months ago, my church gave me a position as a TV producer slash media producer, and all the skills that I developed being a content creator over these last eight years and change have paid off handsomely as far as my ability to be a solid, effective TV media producer for an organization like a church. And I'd say things are going really good right now. I enjoy being a media producer during the day. And then when I have time outside of that, making content for TTOR and making content for my gaming channels that I have. It has been a wild, crazy ride being a content creator and self-taught internet apologist. But I've had a lot of fun doing it. There's been a lot of highs. There's been some lows, but I've gotten through them. And now we're in a pretty good place. Even though my growth on the internet is stagnant, I still have fun putting out content. I still feel like God wants me to. And I'm able to help my church by being a media producer for them. And I have no problems doing the kind of work they want me to do. Because my years as a content creator have honed my skills and I'm able to do things at a high level now. And if I had not been a content creator for all these years, like God told me to, if God hadn't led me to become a content creator and produce videos for all these years and continually pushing myself to make better and higher quality videos, I probably never would have gotten this opportunity to be a TV producer slash media producer for a living. But that's how God works. He allowed me to go through the things I did and he called me to do the things I did for so many years because he was preparing me to be in the place that I am now. I would not trade anything that I have going on now as far as my J-O-B goes and as far as being a content creator goes and as far as my loved ones goes. I would not trade any of that for anything in the world. I like where I'm at now and if God wants me to be somewhere else in the future that's better or better necessary, then I will. But that is the history so far of TTOR. That is my backstory as far as how I became a content creator and how I got to where I am today. Now the part of the video that we haven't talked much about is why everyone hates me. Why specifically old earth creationists and atheistic evolutionists and even young earth creationists don't like me. It's not just because I'm a young earth creationist who firmly believes and can prove that the Bible teaches a 6,000-year-old earth and universe when it's read in a straightforward manner and you don't reinterpret it in light of anything else. The reason why even young earth creationists don't like me is because the Bible does teach a young earth, and therefore a young earth is a salvation issue. Why? Because... Anything the Bible clearly teaches is a salvation issue. If you reject something that the Bible clearly teaches, then you are denying biblical authority. And biblical authority, according to just about every Christian out there, is a salvation issue. So therefore, by logical extension, since the Bible clearly teaches a young earth, a 6,000-year-old earth and universe to be exact... That is a salvation issue because of the fact that the Bible clearly teaches it. Of course, this would apply to anything else the Bible clearly teaches, such as Jesus' deity, Jesus' virgin birth, the miracles Jesus performed, all of the historical accounts of the Old Testament, as well as the New, all the things that happened with Jesus and his disciples and the Gospels, and everything that happened with the rest of the New Testament, etc., Anything that the Bible clearly teaches is a salvation issue and a 6,000 year old earth and universe is just one of many, 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 many things that the Bible clearly teaches and that are therefore salvation issues. But because people have been socially engineered to think that young earth creationism is not a salvation issue, they get upset with me for pointing this out. But they can never prove it on logical, reasonable grounds. They never can. It's a purely emotional reaction they have as a result of them being socially engineered by the world into thinking that it's not a salvation issue as far as the Bible goes, when in fact it is a salvation issue, along with many, many other salvation issues in the Bible. Now, that's why the young earth creationists don't like me. Old earth creationists don't like me because I used to be one of them, and I know what their biblical arguments are, and I can disprove all of them. So, anytime an old earth creationist wants to argue with me in regards to the Bible, and they want to try and prove old earth creationism is true, or that young earth creationism is false based on the Bible... I am always able to disprove their arguments most of the time rather easily and as far as why the atheists and evolutionists don't like me well that one's pretty easy to figure out too it's not just that I'm a young earth creationist who dissents from their worldview it's the fact that I make videos responding to their content and then when they make a video response to me I respond back And you see, most people in this world, but especially atheists and evolutionists, they have not been taught to think. Most atheists and evolutionists are a bunch of sheeple who just blindly believe whatever the establishment tells them. They just blindly believe whatever the majority opinion of the scientific and academic community is regarding origins and reality. And so when they deal with a young Earth creationist who doesn't just make content responding to them, But the Young Earth creationists, in particular, me, responds back to their response to my first video. Oh, they cannot handle that at all because they have not been taught to counter-argue. They have not been taught how to think critically and independently and for themselves. They are a bunch of followers, a bunch of blind, gullible followers following the blind. And so there you have it. That is why... Old Earth creationists and atheistic evolutionists and why even young Earth creationists don't like me. And now you know the history of TTOR as far as my content creator journey goes. It's not a complete history of my content creator career or even like my personal life. But it's a big enough history that you know pretty much everything there is To know about my content creator career especially if you've only been following me on youtube over the past year and four months and you're unaware of any of my content creator history prior to that or what my content creator history was in the four years that i was gone from youtube well now you know all of that and hopefully you enjoyed watching this video and hopefully you will subscribe to my channel check out my other videos leave your likes and comments down below and whether you're watching this on YouTube or Rumble or BitChute or Joshua TV, YouTube, Odyssey, or even Quarter or NewTube. It doesn't matter where you're watching me. If you like what you see, subscribe, like, and leave your comments down below. But you should definitely join me on Quarter since that's my own personal video sharing site that I'm running right now to compete with YouTube and all the other grifter alt tech video sites so that's the place I would recommend you follow me on because I know at some point YouTube's gonna can me or it's gonna become so unusable that there's no point in me uploading to it anymore so you definitely should subscribe to me on quarter and watch my videos there and also if you're a content creator start uploading your videos to quarter start doing that and sharing those out help quarter become a happening place that champion's real freedom of speech. And with that, I bid you guys farewell. See you in the next video.